When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This podcast is part of E2C Network, where we share the whole Auburn experience. Where you go, Auburn fans? Welcome to No Huddle, your source for Auburn football news and discussion, part of the E2C Network. I'm AJ Richardson, and Jared unfortunately isn't here, but we did record a podcast that you'll probably never get to hear about the Arkansas game because it is mostly now irrelevant just because of the breaking news of Halloween day, you know, a lot of things have happened and to bring on the, the man, the myth, the legend, the guy that owns all of the YouTube out there, you know, he pretty much owns it. You know, I'm just kidding. I wish, <laughs> um, Kyle Loomis, how you doing, buddy? AJ, uh, first of all, let me just start by saying, I'm so sorry that, um, you know, Jared couldn't be here for this. Well, he was here for this. Let's be honest. Y'all had an entire show that's just wasted now. Yeah. Um, I think you knew this was coming, though, if we're honest. Yeah. I mean, I, mean I, I think we did know it was coming. But for it to happen on a Monday, I mean, we, we honestly were thinking hey, if it's going to happen, it's going to be on a Sunday. Didn't know it was going to be, you know, this week, you know, but it did. It happened. So AJ, I'm just confused because I, Halloween comes around every year. Why are you surprised by it? Nothing else happened today. <laughs> I mean, I guess it was Satan's birthday, a.k.a. the guy Jeez. that coaches the other side of the state, you know. Well, he was chuckling today at the beginning of the day, but, uh, you know, uh, there were less things to chuckle about as the day went on. Yeah. What a eventful day it was for Auburn and hirings and firings and interims and all in between. I am tired because I've been live streaming left and right on YouTube. And here yeah. I am stuck in the middle with you on a podcast. <laughs> no, I'm happy to be here. Yeah. I'm glad you could hop in there. Uh, I just thought this was too big of news to not talk about uh, when it happened. So I appreciate you hopping on. And uh, I mean, the the whole coming to this point, obviously, you know, you and I have been huge Gus Malzahn fans. Gus gets fired. We hire Harson. He's saying all the right things, seemingly doing the right things. And then, you know, last season we had some success. And then when Bo got injured, I think the team kind of went downhill and maybe rightfully so. But then this last year, you know, we're three and five. And now Harson finished out his career at Auburn being nine and 12. And it's kind of a almost a weird way to finish the season, you know, for for Harson, just because it is, you know, he's got a few more games left. You know, the team's got a few more games, and yet you're you're gonna fire him. I feel like people wanted it to happen kind of middle of the season, um, but I'd almost like relegated myself. I don't know about you, Kyle, to like the end of the season. Did you think it was gonna actually happen in the middle of the season? You know, there's always that off opportunity uh, i always say this when people ask me did i think was something that happened if uh, chris davis can go 109 yards to win a football game that anything is possible mm-hmm. um i i truly felt that um 
it didn't make a lot of sense to fire uh, the head coach, given the circumstances that we found ourselves in. That was with the caveat that things didn't continue to get worse. And, you know, I, I've been someone that's been sane for quite some time, and I stand by what I said, that a coach should be given a minimum of four years to figure it out. But I also acknowledge there has to be a proof of concept uh, to some degree, and that case became harder and harder, especially after you had an whole Ole Miss game where uh, some improvements seemed to be apparent. Mm-hmm. But yeah. at the same time, uh, you can't have a drop-off at home against an Arkansas team that's not really that good. Like, no. they're they're okay, but they're not that good. And that's exactly what happened. And so it's it's really one of those circumstances where – I believe fully that we should be supportive, at least openly supportive uh, in public of those that are in our leadership positions outside of moral ethical issues and uh, do so fervently. But um, it's hard, man, when you really don't have a lot to fall back on outside of ending the LSU streak, a really you know nice feeling after Ole Miss last year. Yeah. It's tough and uh, I hate it for Harson, but it, I, I will say that it's not that I'm shocked that it happened in the middle of the season. I just thought it would have made just as much sense to happen at the end. Yeah. And to see they did have, and I feel like my kind of hold back on was it going to happen middle of the season was, I don't know who the interim, it, it didn't seem like there was a clear choice and maybe they've, they were talking, you know, to Cadillac, which let's talk about that for a minute. I know you're super pumped. I'm super pumped. I think every Auburn fan should be pumped about this. I don't think he should be a head coach, but he's interim head coach, which for him at this point in his career is a great stepping stone. And for goodness sakes, the legend, you know, go crazy Cadillac. And I hope he goes crazy as a, as a head coach for Auburn in those uh, last remaining few games of their season. Little 15 year old, 13 year old Kyle, however old he was when um, Cadillac was in his prime here at Auburn would never have fathomed the day, even in my unrealistic expectations of how awesome Auburn and Cadillac was, that he would be even an interim head coach. Um, yeah. Today, I sit here in that adolescent self just wondering, if you only knew, buddy, if you only knew. Um, today was a bad day, not simply because Auburn had to fire a coach or that I'm upset that Harson hired. I'm just upset that Auburn finds himself in this place. Yeah, And to be fair having Cadillac as interim doesn't make that go away, but gosh, does it make it a lot better? It eases it. Definitely. It, it really does. And if you are someone that is upset with this interim placement, you need to stop being an Auburn fan. I will just say it. There is no <laughs> reason at this point in this season to be upset with Cadillac being named head coach or an interim head coach. There, yeah. There's none. There, this is a win for everybody. What do you got to lose? Let the man ball out. Go crazy, right. Cadillac. Right. Well, and, and to me, the, the way I'm thinking about it, you could tell the the just the students, the fans, the team itself was starting to get a little bit demoralized. And what a better way to get not only the fan base and the students more excited about it, but the the players that have been playing for Cadillac. For goodness sakes, we all know one of our, if not the strongest position on our team this whole year has been our running backs. Guess what? Cadillac's been our running back coach. So like somebody who's had success um, and I think represents Auburn very well. Uh, I think this will be a great opportunity to you know, get everybody back re-engaged because I was, uh, I had heard a couple of stories of some season ticket holders not coming to games intentionally 
until Brian Harson was fired. I hope now those people reconsider and come back and watch this team. Cause I think, especially I'm just thinking about, you know, the future about this, this team, you can probably put up a good fight against Texas A&M, even with the interim head coach, especially when you're at home. Like I'm just hearkening back to, I don't know, Kyle, were you, did you end up going to the 2012 A&M game where we just got completely demolished? Uh, yeah. I tried to block that one out of my memory. <laughs> Thank you for bringing that I, up. I was there yelling to the last moment and I hope we get some redemption because many people, including myself, like thought potentially this was going to be a 2012 season. I don't think that anymore. I think you have some potential for uh, positives and getting your team at a better spot at the end of the season than you're at right now. And I think part of that is just getting your winning mindset back Uh, because you kind of saw it. I mean, we had spurts of some winning mindset against Ole Miss when you're 21 to zero and you make a little bit of a comeback, but you didn't have anything. It felt like against Arkansas, at least in the second half. And and that's, that's something you got to get back is that winning mindset. Yeah. um, I think Harson said majority of the right things. Um, I also think that he was not given the best foundation to work from. Uh, It's part of the reason that I go back to my stance, and I I maintain that, that we made a dumb decision to fire Malzahn during a COVID year. That is not eliminating the possibility that he didn't deserve to be fired the next season or something like that. But you're... You don't have Brian Harson if we don't make that decision. That that can't mm-hmm. be separate. You can't compartmentalize and separate the two. There's a lot of people that try to do that. Um, I also hate that Brian Harson is this part of our history, not just for us, but for him as well. Yeah, you know, there's names like Bill Oliver. There's names like um, oh gosh, there were several Earl Campbell. I think is no, that's not Earl Campbell's another football player. Uh, Earl Brown maybe. They're just coaches that don't have the best legacy at Auburn, and he'll now be one of those. Mm-hmm. And um, I hate it because I had high hopes that, he, you know, as time went on with him, that he'd get it figured out. There just wasn't enough of a proof of a concept. Uh, I, I stand by four years minimum, but I also can't really fight for that as heavily when there's not much to stand on, especially after that Arkansas game. Yeah, absolutely. And and I, I think myself, and I'm going to speak a little bit for Jared, coming in, we love the hire. It was a outside-the-box hire had proven success, and we thought, hey, bring that to Auburn. We could use a little bit of a jolt of energy, per se. And that ended up, you know, kind of crashing and burning towards, you know, this last little bit here for sure. And I I felt like, okay, we can kind of move on. But we got to move on, and I'm glad we're doing it seemingly pretty quickly with the firing to getting the the team reengaged, getting the fans and students and everybody reengaged at this point. Because if you wait till the end of the season, I mean, I, I was talking to a lot of Auburn fans that were just saying, "I'm not watching another football game this year." Well, can I can I push back on that a little bit? Okay. If you're saying that, shut up. I'm just going to be honest. I'm I'm be mean. Just that that's so stupid to say that you're not going to watch it. You're going to watch it. That's one of the <laughs> things that I get fired. I'm sorry. I know that I'm getting more fired up than Jared gets there on it. But like, 
I just, I hate that we go to those places. Don't even act like you're high and mighty that you're not going to listen or watch Auburn football. You may not be as committed to it as in, I'm going to sit and watch it nonstop. Trust me. I zoned out during the the Arkansas game there. I was sitting next to Auburn Elvis during the game (laughs) and I sat up all of a sudden realized that we had the ball back. I was like, when did we get the ball back? He's like, you do realize they kicked a field goal, right? I was like, I I checked out. (laughs) That's how bad it was. And so I get checking out. But this hyperbole has got to stop. Like, it really yeah. does. Sorry. I know that's not what we're here to talk about, but I, I get fired up when I hear it because I've heard those things, too. And I'm I'm just like, shut up. Just, right. just shut up. Well, I was at a game, I think, earlier this season, and I was walking out of the stands, and we had just lost. Uh, I think it was LSU. And one of the fans, I literally heard right over my shoulder, who was like, I don't know. I might convert to be an Alabama fan. And I was like, are you kidding me? Like right now? Like, I need to know who that is. I will slap them right now. And take the Auburn card. <laughs> I know, but really, they obviously didn't go to Auburn. So maybe, you know, something there, but yeah, yeah who knows? <laughs> um, but I did also want to talk about, you know, not only now the buyout, you know, we've now paid or we'll, we'll pay about you know, $37 million for just head coaching buyouts over the last oh, like, little over two years. So that's just rough. I mean, I hope this kind of shows Auburn. I don't know about you, but I hope they pony up a little bit more for a coach and say, we can give you a lot because I don't want necessarily a bargain coach at this point. I want somebody that has a little bit of a proven record. Is that, I know that's one of my criteria. What are kind of your criteria for looking for that next head coach? Yeah. Um, for me, I'd like to see us go to a power five um, coach or assistant. Uh, I think SEC preferably mm-hmm. that kind of limits your options there. Um, I, well, I shouldn't say preferably. I should say that's a plus, uh, but power five, there is not hear me when I say this, this is not to say that people in the group of five or HBA HBCU coaches can't have success at this level. Auburn tried that this time. And I think it's time we get back to some more assurities, more things that we know are going to have some type of excess. And people will tell you, well, um, you know, Deion Sanders is going to get recruiting going. Well, yeah, but that doesn't mean that things are going to, people are obsessed about recruiting and it's important. Mm. It's the lifeblood of the program, but what you do with the recruits is what's more important. Way more. This A&M folks, best recruiting class five stars and four stars out the wazoo (laughs) and they can't field a team any better than auburn we're gonna find that out here soon i'm sure but just listen folks recruiting is not as big a deal as people as you're convinced that it is it is a huge deal though just not as big as you think it is so for me a guy that um has power five experience um I, i prefer a head coach over an assistant, but I think there's some quality assistants out there that um, may be up for the opportunity. Um, Auburn needs a more sure thing this time. And I know that's a very nebulous and not very concrete requirement on my part, but that's what I really want is something that's more of a sure thing this time around. So a sure thing, let's flesh that out because to me, a sure thing means, you know, has a proven history. And I think you mentioned like a power five school. Yes. Has been at the head coaching level before. Are those, is there anything else that you think of? I mean, obviously you want to know that they've had success recruiting. That's, 
that's because it is still important. I mean, mm-hmm. that that's something you don't want to have have a history of somebody that's not doing. I think it would be important too in this day and age of embracing NIL um, yes. and everything that's with that because that's part of it now, whether you like it or not. So yep. that's kind of goes hand in hand with recruiting there. Um, the embracing of it, not just, Oh, I have to do it and be part of it, but you got to find a way to maximize it. And yeah. Auburn fans will give to you a uh, tenfold over if you give them a reason to, in terms of being part of NIL collectives. And there's already information out there about what Auburn can offer and is already offering in terms of that. There's a lot of advantages for a coach. Um, mm-hmm. So I think this time around we find ourselves in a situation where we may have better options more readily available than when we tried to, or we did fire coach Malzahn and decided to fire or hire. I get them. I'm getting them all confused now. Cause there's so many firings and hirings. <laughs> decided to let go coach uh, Malzahn as opposed to now with coach Harson. I think there's more ready opportunities. Yeah. Especially with NIL. I mean, Jared and I have talked about it plenty of times on our podcast that it is such a, something that just this the the student athletes really just care about um i mean and rightly so if you think you're a very talented player you want to know that there's going to be some financial you know financial ability to come towards you now does that mean that it actually happens i mean that's up to you uh but ultimately if auburn can kind of leverage that i feel like that can that can definitely pay off a couple other things that I was thinking of that I would love to see in the next head coach, first off, be a fit for Auburn. And, you know, we talk about being an Auburn man. I think that is a requirement. And I don't know if that but necessarily. But what does that mean, AJ? I mean, you had a whole series on what does it mean <laughs> <laughs> to be an Auburn you know, family member? I mean, it's so hard to to put a finger on, but when you see it and know it, there's no denying it. Yeah. Um, I mean, think about just somebody like even like Gene Chizik, who did bring us to a national championship, then to the pits of 2012. He's still considered, in my mind, an Auburn man. He's still around in the community doing stuff. I, I, I would love to see. Not necessarily we have to go get a crazy, you know, somebody like Gene Chizik, but that type of person. So, I don't yeah. know. Yeah, I think an Auburn man, um, whatever that means to you, to me that means there's some connection to Auburn, um, is a requirement. It should be a requirement. There's people that will push back on that and say that's part of the good old boys club. Um, I like the good old boys club to some extent because that means they know a little something about you. There's nothing wrong with going outside the box. Pat Dye was outside the box, and we know how endeared we are to him now. Mm -hmm. So – um, this is not when we talk about these things, it's not like this has to be this way. These are the preferred things. These are the things that we know that we've had success with and someone who values and understands what it means to be an Auburn man or woman in any capacity at Auburn is what I think really will find longer term success. I think that's why Gus lasted as long as he did, because he's an Auburn guy. Right. Um, he didn't start as an Auburn guy. But he got here and latched right onto it and, you know, really focused in on that Auburn family aspect. And uh, if you can do that, you'll find yourself some longevity here. Not, not to say Harson didn't try. I think he did. He talked a lot about how he connected with the Auburn creed. Great uh, first step there. And um, it's, it's a shame. It is a shame that we're talking about this so quickly now because um, there could have been potential there if he had had maybe a better foundation and he had also produced a little bit more out there. Right. And I think it is that combination that I keep coming back to. It's a combination of 
sometimes wasn't set up for success. I mean, we look at first our offensive line, it has been atrocious. And I don't think that's necessarily 100% on Harson. It probably dates back to Gus Malzahn and how he recruited offensive linemen. Things like that, but you have to go for it. I mean, look at, I mean, we, we're seeing the success of, you know, the Tennessees right now. They had such terrible recruiting classes in comparison to what, what kind of success they're seeing. And so it's the player development. It's getting your program back up to it. That's that's where you, your eyes should be kind of headed towards. Mm-hmm. So yeah. um, I did want to talk about, you know, some of the, the top names that you're kind of seeing getting thrown around and, yep. and Kyle, I want to get your opinion on these. Mm-hmm. So you got the Hugh freezes of the world, Jeff Grimes, Stoops, Deion Sanders, Lane Kiffin. And I feel like each of them, everybody seems to have kind of their favorite and I'm right. sure there's going to be plenty more out there. I just listed a handful. What's kind of your thoughts on the names being thrown around right now? Well, you know, one of our qualifiers was being an Auburn guy and having some sort of connection to that. Um, you look at Lane, you look at Dion, you look at Stoops, you look at Hugh Freeze, those names that you put out there. That's, there's, there's no qualifier there. The only one that qualifies in that certain sense is Jeff Grimes. Listen, I, I think Jeff Grimes, if I had my decision, if I had the, the power to make these decisions, that would be who I would go with for more reasons than just because he's an Auburn guy. I just don't think he's going to check the boxes enough and that's a, that's a shame because I think he is. If you're going to go with an up and comer, and let's be honest, he's not an up and comer. He's been around for a long time, just not mm-hmm. as a head coach. He's been an associate head coach. He's been a run game coordinator. He's been an offensive coordinator. He's been a line, off, great offensive line coach. I mean, the reason that Cam Newton did as well as he did is because he had a great offensive line to run behind. Uh, it seems to be, from what I know, to be a great guy. I think Jeff Grimes, for me, checks a lot of boxes. And then you've got all this other group. <laughs> of just people laden with baggage and maybe unconventional personalities and stuff like that. Um, Mark Stoops, I wouldn't hate that because this is a a guy that made Kentucky relevant in football um, and knows what it's like to live amongst a school that's focused on basketball. So you could see a lot of correlation there. I just don't see that one happening. So really, in my mind, it does come down to right now, especially on the list that you provided with us, Lane Kiff and Deion Sanders, um, and Hugh Freeze. So the question is, do you want the baggage of Hugh Freeze? The question is, do you want to have the unpredictability, the volatility sometimes that comes with Lane Kiffin and some <laughs> history as well? Yeah. And the other thing is, do you want to take the big risk on Deion Sanders? Right. A lot of people in that camp. I, I would caution folks, be very, right. very careful and be very leery of this. Not to say it's not the right choice, not to say it's, it's not um, going to be a good choice. I'd just be very, very careful about all of right. these, but even Dion, in my opinion. Well, even Dion, I, I love the flashiness in that he's shown at a smaller, you know, group of five school, like he can do stuff. But the the kind of the the flashiness can also be a big negative to me because he Could. he can be all about himself, and that's the opposite of an Auburn man in my mind. So the the biggest question in my mind is can he put away his pride and his you know selfishness that he he has just by nature of being primed <laughs> yes who he is <laughs> he really is he's uh when you nickname yourself um usually nicknames are given to you not um you know brought on by your own choice and listen that's an that's dion in his his prime right uh literally 
that's something that happened in a different part of his life. And I think a lot of that can be carried over to other people like Hugh Freeze. You know, there's this, you as, I as a Christian, you as a Christian, we believe in forgiveness, but that's, there's difference between forgiveness and forgetting um, or, or, or moving on and pretending that it's a good decision to go with somebody because of the past. Mm-hmm. There's a balance there that can be striked. Uh, you shouldn't dismiss someone because of their past sins, but you also shouldn't just be like, ah, that'll be fine. Um, so if you want clean Auburn, maybe more focus, those type of ideals, stoops and grimes are probably where you want to go, but it does. I don't think we're going that route. I, I think you need a little more excitement with this hire. And I think that's why those other three will be at the top of the list for now, but there's still, uh, you know, it may be some time before we find all this out. Right. When, with how Auburn moved in their last hire, it took us a while um, to, to find Harson. And maybe that was lots of different reasons, but I, I, I kind of, honestly, I'm setting my expectations as it's going to take at least a couple of weeks. Now, would I love it to be a higher tomorrow? Sure. But I don't think that's going to be, be the case, especially with a lot of these coaches that we have just mentioned are coaching teams right now, and they will be fin- probably finishing out their season. Right. So you got to probably wait until then. Yeah, it's uh, going to be a waiting game still for Auburn fans. I know we're ready to kind of be done with all the breaking news and stuff. It's about all you can take at this point or anticipating news where, you know, we've been thinking this was coming for some time. Um, in some ways, it's sad that it's here, but it's also happy that we, we've gotten to this point. Um, if you ask me to pick right now, uh, I, I would, in my mind, pick Jeff Grimes. However, I can see value if you're going to make me pick from those those big three. I'll, I'll pick Lane Kiffin, and I never, never in a million years thought I'd what be you, saying that. What do you What do you got against Lane? Because he's the Lane train, man. <laughs> Come on. I mean, we jumped on the Gus bus. Can we not jump on the Lane train? That's fine, but listen, <laughs> I, 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 I listen. He checks <laughs> the box in giving crap to Saban. Listen, that that will always endear me to him. True. But, but gosh, you know, there is a certain degree of kind of um, statesmanship that you you hope that your leader has. Yeah. Lane shucks that a lot. He just kind of yeah. says, ah, I'm good with that. I, I don't need that to worry about that. So Right. Well, and just to epitomize that, uh, one of his quotes that I had this in our podcast and you'll probably never hear it. But <laughs> You won't. It's, it's lost for a turn. Sorry, Jared. <laughs> but – it was about Lane Kiffin at the end of his the last game that they just beat Texas A&M. And he was asked what Halloween, what are you going to dress up for Halloween? And he was like, I was thinking about, you know, dressing up as a clown. And I was thinking about doing it as who else than Jimbo Fisher. <laughs> I was like, Oh man, that is so good. I just love that. Like he literally just beat him and now he's just trolling him. So, you know. so, so really here's what you've got. You've got entertainment value in Lane and Dion, yeah. um, with a little bit more power. Five, well, more, well, that more power yeah, way more. S- substance with Lane Kiffin. Yes. So that's why I think that checks a lot of boxes for a lot of people, not which, necessarily for me. Which makes sense why the reports early on are we're he's going to be our first call. We're going to be going towards him. That makes sense. I personally don't think we'll get him. I would love to see it. Now, if we somehow do get him, I will be, I think I'll, I'll be jumping on the lane train before you. Before <laughs> I, I don't care. 
I'll be on it. I want to be right next to the to 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 him. Like I want to be there. Yeah, I, I I will always jump on board outside of moral ethical issues. Uh, whoever is my Auburn coach, even if that's somehow in some godforsaken reality means it's Urban Meyer. Uh. Oh my goodness. <laughs> um, I still don't understand people that meaningly meaningfully say Urban Meyer. No, like just he's, he he's gonna come here and coach for one year and then say he's sick. I I just. Mm. I'm just, I need to be quiet. I've already, I've already told some people to shut up and people that they're bad Auburn fan. I just, before I piss people off, even before I just need to be quiet. <laughs> yeah. Um, so a couple other just quick discussions before we get out of here. Um, Auburn has uh, fired a few of the assistant coaches and assistant or their staff members. So yep. Keysile, offense coordinator, we fired the director of scouting and development. We also fired Brad Bedell, who's our tight end coach. That's our fired our recruiting coordinator darren usher which i think you and i both have admired he seems to be very engaging on social media so love that but one of the interesting ones that's still out there and i i'm i'll be curious to see if this changes uh is schmetting you know yeah he's still our defensive coordinator as far as we're aware now maybe that meeting just hasn't happened but i don't know i just thought it was interesting because that's a that's a harson hire yeah, I found that interesting as well. But then when you kind of pull back and look at the context of Carnell being the interim now as an offensive guy, you need somebody, uh, you need some more stability at the defensive front. Um, you would think that you would just insert Zach Etheridge um, as the defensive coordinator, but then you'd also think Zach Etheridge as the associate head coach would have been the interim. So I think you kind of, if you start connecting the dots, yeah, n- not trying to insinuate anything, but there's a reason that he wasn't made the interim head coach. So why would he be made interim too you know it's it it, it's kind of a a loose thread to follow but you can kind of connect the dots there uh i don't think jeff schmetting it will be around for long but i do think that maybe he's one of those that um who made the decisions i shared who i thought made the decisions on our uh, live stream this evening and that you might want to go check out uh, that i was told that's not necessarily confirmed but um yeah it was not surprising to see a lot of the people go but uh, also um, surprising that Schmetting has had not also gone, but look at it in the context of it. And it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Um, one other quick discussion before we finish up, I do want to talk about this team because I, I want to talk very briefly. What do you think this team can do for the rest of the season? And now we've got the interim head coach Cadillac Williams. I think that if I, if I was a player right now, I would obviously be sad for a little while that my head coach got fired. But looking forward, how how do you think the team approaches the rest of the season? You know, if this was the Gus Malzahn situation, a guy had been here forever, you probably look at these guys and say, yeah, they're going to probably fall apart a little bit. Um, Not to say there weren't deep connections with Coach Harson. I know there were. You could see there were. Um, But it's not as solidified there. So, yes, there there are sad people, and I hate the, the freshmen that are here. Mm -hmm. Um, that were more so maybe the sophomores, maybe that area are having to deal with this yet again. Um, My hope is that they will see an opportunity to not go down in the history books as one of the worst Auburn teams ever. Um, And I think they see that, that opportunity that is there. I am excited for what they potentially could do, but also realistic about what's up against them. And I think they will be too. Yeah. I I feel like I'm, 
more optimistic now. I mean, uh, the, the podcast you'll never hear. I asked Jared at the very beginning, do you have hope that we'll win another football game besides Western Kentucky or Carolina or whoever the heck we're playing? <laughs> you know, like besides that, do you think? And he was like, probably not. I, I think there's a little bit more hope out there. Um, and I think Cadillac can kind of bring that in, materialize it, and make this team uh, at least have some motivation to, to finish out the season. There's definitely more excitement, and there hasn't been a lot of that lately. So if that's all we need to have a little bit more hope, by gosh, we got it today when Cadillac was named interim. But, Absolutely. you know, uh, again, my heart goes out to Coach Harson, to his family, to his staff, to his players for that we're here. I'm not celebrating that Coach Harson was fired because I didn't want us to be here. What's my favorite phrase, AJ? It didn't have to be this way. Uh, but yeah, we're right. here and we got Caddy at interim. I'm all right. I'm, I'm doing I'm doing a lot better today than I thought I would be. Yeah, I agree. Um, before we get out of here, how can people stay in touch with you, Kyle? Oh, you can find me on the, the Twitter sphere in, in the mess in the Auburn Civil War that rages on. Maybe not so much now. At uh, Kyle Loomis 24. Hit me up there. Yeah. And you can find me on Twitter at A-J-A-Y-J-A-Y underscore. It's always great being Auburn Tiger and War Eagle. War Eagle. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode on the E2C Network. On your way out, I want to remind you to stop by E2Cnetwork.com. It's your one-stop shop for all our content across our podcast, YouTube channel, and much more. To stay up to date with us, make sure you're following social media accounts such as Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. While our content here may always be Auburn sports heavy, if it's orange and blue, it's what we do. War Eagle.